into another week just like that welcome back to it happy monday morning i have a jam-packed episode for you today like we always do on a monday we're doing a weekend recap um we're checking in those who joined me in making plans last week friday um we're going to get together and see how that went and then we're speaking about womanhood Uh, We're trying to figure out whether or not women are being erased. Hmm, controversial. (laughs) Um, So stick around to hear what that is about. Um, We're going to be diving into that by looking at what exactly uh, a woman is you know do women exist what is womanhood um and then also get into ideas of social constructs um so it gets really really juicy um today and just this week generally because we do continue this throughout uh the episodes that i have lined up for us this week um and then we go into the chunk of the episode you already know what we have there something old something new something culture something true this week or at least today in this episode um i have the uctvc apology um in there um I don't even want to yet get onto my soapbox about what that is about, but we will jump into it. I'm excited about that. Um, It gets us into a very interesting conversation, but we also speak about self-identification, just identitarianism generally. Um, And then I, I, I tie that back to, interestingly, to the idea I made a few days ago, I believe, about scamming. Um, it gets it gets really interesting. We also speak about the late NFP leader and I give you something true. I also give you something free before we end off the show. As you can hear, I've got a lot coming up for you. I can't wait to get into it. Thank you so much for joining me, for choosing to spend your time with me this morning. Welcome. As always, you can find me on at Lele Motadi um, underscore on Instagram. Um, I just realized I should have said you can find me at at Lele Mutari or well, you, that's just my handle. You know what I mean? Um, at Lele Mutari underscore on Instagram and Twitter and just Lele Mutari on YouTube um, and if you can make your way to those social media platforms, you'll find away to my other platforms uh so where you can find my podcasts and where you can find my blog and other things that i do um so yep i have to plug it um you know it's it's what i do it's my it's my passion it's my love so let's get into it last week we spoke about the conflict of visions we spoke about dr thomas Sowell's idea um and we dove into that idea of the constrained and unconstrained vision uh aka the tragic and utopian visions um and we we really tried to understand them in a few different ways we ended it off by looking at relationships comparing uh you know the tragic and utopian vision in relationships you want to catch up on last week's episodes if you don't know what i'm talking about um but if you do know what i'm talking about then you also know um what i'm about to debrief on and that's the flower picking so okay i have to admit 
um, that I had done this before Saturday um, and it was a bit impromptu so I don't think it counts you know in my defense but so I was supposed to go flower picking context for those who don't know we were supposed to try something new we do a thing where we try something new every weekend um, me and whoever joins in uh, so the previous week we did um, we slipped in notes into books at a library or bookstore wherever you could get to where books you know I guess are commercially um, available uh, and just slip in some some cute notes in there and that's what we did and we debrief on the Monday so this is what's going on and we we were flower picking <laughs> over the weekend uh, but not messing with people's well tend well tended landscaped gardens okay guys remember that was the condition uh, so just wild flowers um, that we saw maybe on a hike or whatever just picking those and really just enjoying the moment um, taking a time to taking time taking a time nice <laughs> taking time to just appreciate uh, nature, you know, um, taking the time to notice beauty. Um, I, I, I noticed for me, very, I noticed recently very sharply that I don't actually notice um, beauty very often. Well, I haven't been lately. I've been in such a stressed mode um, and I've been so caught up in the grind and the rat race and even in my own self-pity, you know, and, and just, yeah, it's just sometimes we can get caught up in that dark place. And so I guess it was just a reminder to get out of there um, and feel a sense of belonging in that beauty, you know, a sense of ownership in that beauty. Um, a, a oneness kind of you know I shudder to use the word oneness because of its new age connotations but you know what I mean um, so that's how it was I wrote about it as well on the blog so if you're also looking for something to read in that aspect and I do cover the topic in a different way so it's not like you'll find just a transcript of what I'm saying so it is worth checking out but you know that is just me but let's jump into what we're actually talking about today um, so are women being erased? And I know people are already ready to cancel me at the very question, but I actually want us to consider it because, um, well, if you don't know me, you're probably just going to have to take my word for it, but I don't mean this maliciously. I'm being sincere, right? So I want this to be a sincere inquiry. What I mean is there seems to be little to no contestation about trans men in men's sports or trans men in men's bathrooms and private spaces. Moreover, nothing spell, nobody spells man with a Y or an X, right? Except in women, of course. So we, we're being asked to widen our understanding of what a woman is, but at the same time, that isn't being done for men. How, right? How are we being asked to widen our understanding of what a woman is? What do I mean by that? Well, I mean, we speak of men as men. That's it. Men are men. There's no need to qualify that. There's no presumption that the use of that word is offensive to some, you know. Although we all know, or at least are told, are told to accept that trans men exist, you know. But there's no need. There seems to be no need, right? When we say men are trash, we don't... We don't feel the need to qualify that no only cis men you know are trash um so there seems to be a kind of double standard there there's no need to rush back and correct men or man to persons with testicles 
in reference to biological men. We don't need to qualify that persons with testicles are trash or that the perpetrator was a person with testicles. Why? Why is that? It seems clear to us who the man is. That's why. Nobody is thinking that trans men are going to take offense at the use of the word man. Nobody's trying to accommodate trans men the way that trans women are being accommodated in the established structure. First, I think that that's a good thing that it isn't happening, okay? I don't think it should be happening, even with the women. So I don't think trans women should be so overly accommodated, um, you know? And I mean, even that the use of that word accommodated might be troublesome or problematic to, to some people. But what I mean is... Um, acceptance, understanding, um, and even yielding of space uh, to trans people and, you know, to their existence, to like giving, just allowing them to be. Um, I think that that's valid. I think that that should happen. I'm saying to what end though, right? Um, particularly if you're going to trample on your own crusade, um, on your way to these extreme ends, you know, then I really have a problem with it. Um, but hear me out. So I don't think that they should be, you know, put in, um, put above women, even in women's sports and in women spaces, right? Um, and that somehow is, is, is a controversial idea. Um, but second, Note that I said the established structure, right? That's crucial. Because rather than rejecting the mold altogether, we're being asked to continuously reconceptualize what it means to fit in the mold that I thought we all agreed was problematic and reductive, right? I thought that the binary was nonsense, right? But beyond that, I thought that gender was nonsense because it was a construct and so there's no such thing as gender and we do the same thing with race as well we agree that it's a construct and then we want to support um you know things like uh, affirmative action policies and then we also want to take for granted because there is a way that those things though you can make an argument um in which those two things can coexist um you can you can make a coherent case for it. Uh, not a lot of people do, though. Not a not a lot of people even realize uh, that there they actually is an underlying inconsistency there. Um, so that's what I'm trying to get us to pay a little bit more attention to. I thought if gender is a construct, then let gender be a construct, right? What does it mean to be transgender if gender is a construct? Either you buy into gender or you don't, right? Seemingly, I don't know. Um, I'm just going off of this. We're going to explore this uh, in, this week. So I, I'm, I don't have any answers. I'm not proposing any answers. These are just my thoughts. Either you buy into it or you don't, um, because either it's a construct or it isn't. And that's just how it goes. Um, at some point, you have to decide whether you're going with labels or you're not going with labels. We're speaking this week about what a woman is, whether or not you know what a woman is, whether or not women are even, whether or not women exist essentially even. Um, and that goes to the question of whether, whether or not gender is a construct. Uh, maybe we, well, I, I don't want to take for granted that we all agree. Um, and that's why I phrased it that way. 
Um, but I guess we're looking at the whole spectrum of questions, right, um, about gender as a social construct. And what does that mean? So what if it's a social construct? So too many things are a social construct because we, 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 we construct our society um, around too many things, too many um, categorizations, categories, hierarchies, structures, properties. Uh, so, I mean, to just leave it at gender as a social construct doesn't give us anything um, to work with in any meaningful and helpful way. Um, so I want us to consider that. Let's jump into Ipexit Fofo Maslalisane, where I'm about to start with something old for this week. Um, but I want you to continue this conversation on the social construct, uh, gender as a social construct, and womanhood um, just ahead of tomorrow's episode, sorry, Wednesday's episode, um, so that we keep that going because that is this week's conversation. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say. Every time I have this conversation um, in person, I'm just jumping up and down off the walls because I can't wait to hear everyone's um, insights and thoughts on the, on, the, on the matter. I don't think we speak about it enough. Maybe it's just because I'm not on Twitter, but that's just me. Anyway, uh, do indulge me, please. Share your thoughts and let's jump into it. We're starting for for Maslalisane this week on a bit of a bitter note, a bit of a sad note. Umamuzanele Gamakwaza MCB passed um, recently and was laid to rest. She was um, the NFP leader, served as the deputy minister, I believe, of um, science and technology in the Zuma administration. Uh, but most... I guess, well-known, most renowned for uh, her role in politics as um, in the IFP, first of all, formally, um, and then in the NFP, yeah, she really held it down. She really, really held it down. Yeah, she was, she, yeah, she, she kept it together. Um, a lot of people did not think the NFP would make it long, and the fact that the NFP is, yeah, I mean, politics, I mean, I wouldn't know because I haven't been through what she's been through, but I can imagine from what I've seen of politics, what I know um, from what we see as just people, right? Um, yeah, we, it's, 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 it's messy. I can't imagine what she's been through, what she's had to go through, uh, but you're more power to her. She's quite an inspiration. It's quite an inspiration. Um, and she's definitely built up a formidable team if she's been able to build uh, that kind of party. So, I mean, kudos to her. She's probably got incredible discernment. Uh, so, yeah, we lost a real one. We hope that you rest in peace, in perfect peace. Um we keep your family in our prayers, in our thoughts. Uh, you died at a very young age, Ma. You had no business passing, uh, but we hope that you do rest. We hope that you rest well. Um, and we hope uh, to keep your memory alive in a way that not only makes you proud, but gives glory to the God uh, who gave us our time with you. Rest in peace, ma. 
something new on a very I guess strangely neutral note um not even neutral I won't lie because you know I'm just an impassioned person um or at least have been able to tell uh, this far into the episode right um is the VC and I don't know how new this is this is our something new today but I don't know how new this is I don't know I guess we'll like fight it out in the comments but uh something new the UCT vice chancellor um that is prof Paking, uh our beloved issued an apology recently um so I mean not not brand spanking new but definitely recently um and I think it's new also for me in terms of like wow that's new like when since when are we doing that but I guess that is something we do for me it's new because Okay, I, I guess I'll explain why this deserves to be heard. <laughs> okay, um, I guess I'll have to justify it. Um, and I'm prepared to do so. So hear me out. <laughs> so the UCT Vice Chancellor issued an apology recently um, over comments that she made that were, um, I, I guess, offensive to the LGBTQI community and i i slowed down there not you know not 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 to be facetious but because it i'm only not realizing now that it's a bit strange that the entire community like that it would be that the offense would be taken by the entire community you understand like why is it not more specific to say that okay it is the in the i right in the lgbtqi people especially considering the context of the offense that was taken and you know everything else it's weird but i'm realizing you don't even in trans issues um well in trans issues actually notably hey look at that again trans people you know taking first prize um but yeah i mean even with trans issues you at least get like that level of you know the trans community is mad about trans hate about transphobia you know, about TERFs. Um, so you get that sense of them standing apart of, you know, aside from their community. They have their own identity, you know, even though they're within the community, you know, I don't mean to take them out there, you know, but I'm just saying um, that, yeah, the, the way it's phrased made me realize that actually, yeah, you don't usually really hear, you, you have a kind of hierarchy um, even in, the LGBTQIA plus um, and their power dynamics, even in the community, because also it's a way of life. It's a religion. When you commit to seeing things according to cultural Marxism, and you see the world through the oppressor and the oppressed, everything is power dynamics. Um, everything, you know, can be broken down into these categories of power, of power play, um you know of harm and pain and privilege and violence and victimhood you know of and oppression like you know so you can if once you've committed to see everything through that lens like you have to see it through or you have to call it what it is you know you have to call it out for what it is so there's really no way and a lot of people realize that when they go in too deep you know i had my moment other people have their moments when they well, I think the trans moment was a, a lot of people's moments. You know, they stopped with the trans issue. Some people stopped um, with gay and lesbian rights. 
um, and they realize that actually this may be, you know, going a little bit, a little bit too far. But I would say, you know, I would say that's, I don't know. I think, I think, yeah, I, I'm really digressing, but I don't want to leave that point incomplete. But I think I've made the point I was trying to make, which is that intersex people aren't in this case highlighted as a group standing on their own um, within the LGBTQIA plus community. So offense was taken with this remark. I'm sorry about that tangent. And and if, and well, offense was taken from an remark, a remark that was said by not even the VC, which is weird that she would issue an apology. It wasn't even said by the VC. It was said by a guest on this, um, I guess, event panel discussion that the VC hosted. Pardon me for not having the details of the event. I wasn't... Um, particularly um, interested in those. I think it's just the meat of what's happening with the discussion around um, this harm that that's bothering me, right? Because people aren't even talking about the meat of what that discussion was about, because I'm sure it was, it, it, it went beyond one sentence, but this is all we care to, you know, be mad about or to reflect on um and i guess you know i'm i i may be part of the problem in speaking about the problem or in responding to the problem uh but it is what it is so a, a remark was made by the panelist who was the guest who was a medical is a medical professional um by my understanding and which is why she was even there um because from what i understand the whole point of the online event was to legitimize the LGBT, the trans trans people particularly, uh, but I guess the LGBTQIA community um, through science, essentially. So she got a medical practitioner in there and the medical practitioner while on that, at that event, um, said that the intersex condition is, well, inter intersexuality, in intersex, basically, the intersex condition is um, potentially life-threatening, right? I stand under correction, but that is what I said, what she said. So she said that uh, that is potentially life-threatening um, and people didn't like that. Um, and I have a, a few questions, but I would be willing to hear out people who didn't like that. Unfortunately, I don't know any of them. Um, but I would be willing to hear you out first, even before I ask my questions, you know, uh, but I just don't, I don't know any, you know, so, so there's that, I don't know. Um, and I'm not going to say I'm not in the right circles because I'm in the right circles. Definitely. I'm in the prayer circles, you know, that's where I am. Uh, so <laughs> science, science to legitimize uh, the LGBTQ agenda for me is such a strong point. And this is where I think I may be misconstrued because it may seem um, that I'm a bigot, right? I may seem bigoted and I may seem uh, like I, I'm just, I'm, I just want to trash that agenda, but or at least that cause. But what I'm saying is I don't see the issue 
with saying that the intersex condition is potentially life-threatening if that is medically accurate. Like if it can, if it has some sort of veracity in science, in biology, right, in medicine, why can it not be said? And this is really taking us back to the question that we go to every time, pardon me, about um, biology and sex and, 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 and uh, anatomy, you know, and physical anatomy. Because at some point, um, we're going to have to agree on something like because i think that there is there's one side that's not willing to make any concessions and yeah that makes it difficult to work with anyone like you can't work with someone who's not willing you can't negotiate with someone who's not willing to make any concessions especially when they aren't even willing to debate or hear you out you know um, they, they're not willing to make concessions on meaning, right, of language, lest they silence you, right? So now we're not even talking about agreeing about the content of what I'm saying. Just the words I'm using offend you. Like, that is wild. Uh, but so I think that there is something to be said about science legitimizing, particularly trans people, Um And I think that the conversation around gender dysphoria, and I mean, Blair White speaks to this a lot better than I ever could, especially from the trans perspective, because I'm not trans. Uh, You know, so, so, I mean, Blair White's view, I think, is a more persuasive one um, in that it, it, it is more, um, I guess it makes more sense, it is more sound, and it is definitely a better way to win people over, if that's what you're trying to do, to um, to show the scientific links to what you are saying is your reality and your experience, right? Why would you disregard and dismiss any link to science that your reality has, you know, whether or not that reality in science is good or not good, right? That's something else. Because I think it's not good to be at risk of testicular cancer, right? But I mean, men just have that. Like that it's, whether or not it's good or not good, if it's just a fact and that's kind of, you know, it. Men can't really help that they're at risk of it more than I am because I don't have testes. Um, So that's the type of thing I'm saying why the quickness and this is like it's sometimes there's it seems like there's no thought behind this anything that seems like it might be offensive it's like someone just saw intersex and threatening or intersex and life-threatening and they were like cancel this person someone needs to issue an apology hold someone accountable it's like did you read the words you know the sequence of words and the deduce their meaning like to say even the fact that they said it's potentially life-threatening. Now, I don't know if this was the quote verbatim, because if it is, I'm even, like, I am doubly confused, um, you know? But even if it if it isn't verbatim what she said, and she didn't put the word potentially in there, um, 
I still think even, just the mere fact that it's from a medical perspective, she was speaking, she was on the panel um, in her capacity as a medical professional. Her credentials were noted. You know, she came there. She, you know, her title was noted. Like, you, she came there to speak from that viewpoint. And now she can't even say things uh, that are related to, like, she can't say things that are unbiased, um, which is weird for me. But yeah, I mean, the, the, that, the, 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 the Marxist, cultural Marxist gender theory, to me, I think gives us a bit of a, it, it lands us in a bit of a slippery situation. And I want to know how you handle this. Am I full of deed? <laughs> I'm interested to know that, even that. Um, just your thoughts on it. Uh, keep it clean, though try to do that at the very least uh we do get catty in here because we're passionate about what we talk about we care um otherwise we wouldn't bother so um you know things do get a little bit heated but be respectful please because otherwise i will deal with you very decisively i will not hesitate moving on to something culture today self-identification and scamming how am i putting these ideas together Ollie London. If you don't know Ollie London, well done because you are doing something right. There is, I regret the day I came across Ollie London. Um, and I don't know how it happened, but I regret whatever I was doing, whoever it was, um, I regret it. So if you don't know who Ollie London is, I'm about to um, fix that for you. Let's remedy that quickly. Ollie London, born 14 January 1990, uh, was born in England. Uh, Ollie London is an internet personality and singer. Their most no, he, they are, I'm talking about one person because that still confuses people. And that's the thing. You people who are so quick to get offended by people like using the wrong pronouns, like it's not. Yeah, I don't understand. I won't even get it on that one. But so um, Ollie London was most notable for having multiple plastic surgery treatments, um, which included I mean, it's I don't even it's incredible. Right. So. Ollie London became interested in um, Korean culture at some point, and every it was downhill from there. Um, since then, Ollie's had a rhinoplasty, lip fillers, other surgery procedures I absolutely cannot pronounce because I still do need my tongue. Um, you know, and Ollie identifies as transracial and non-binary, um, and you know. Ali stated that, you know, their, their pronouns, his pronouns, you know, it's, it's strange, guys, okay? Ali came out as transracial and non-binary and stated that Ali's pronouns are they, them, Korean, okay, and Jimin. Now, notably... Jimin is someone's name, okay? And Korean is actually a nationality, right? But if you spend your time on the internet and TikTok, you're not surprised because you know about neo-pronouns. And if you don't know what neo-pronouns 
well done, but I've already ruined your day enough. So I'm not going to do that to you. But so this idea of transracialism is an interesting one, right? So Ollie London, if you, I mean, it's if you see what Ollie London looks like, looks nothing like anyone Korean I've ever seen. Um, you know, and it's, it's what, I mean, just to try to understand what happens in the mind of an Ollie London is incredible, but is it the same thing that happens in the mind of a Rachel Dolezal though? That's my question. Even, um, a woman who goes by the name of, I hope I don't butcher it. The woman who goes by the name of Martina Big, right? Um, and she is Barbie. Uh, but she's also now known as Malaika Kubwa as of 2018. And that name change is part of why she makes the list, right? If you don't know who Rachel Dolezal is, um, yeah, I'm a little less impressed by that because you actually probably should know who she is at this point. Uh, but she's an American former college instructor, professor, um, who taught extensively on black issues. Um, and she was an activist occupying very prominent positions in black organizations, known for identifying as a black woman. Um, but she was born to white parents, right? She was actually born white. Um, so most famously she was part she was the president president of the national association for the advancement of colored people the naacp um and she had to give that up of course when it broke that she was actually not black um so rachel claims to be black and the way she makes sense of this is she says she identifies as black in interviews and from what i understand she says she identifies as black because she's gone there quote unquote she's gone there with the black experience right what does it mean to go there with the black experience um i, I was i was speaking to someone about this recently this idea of going there with the black experience and really self-identifying as something you actually can't identify as uh, and which brings into question the whole idea of even self-identifying at all uh you know but the ident the, the idea of um, being able to be transracial um, and even transgender or transsexual, because I think the phrase transgender is quite misleading, but, you know, let's not get into that. Uh, what does it mean to be able to do that? Uh, because if, she, if what she means is that she's struggled and been through struggle and she associates struggle with black people and she associates violence and victimhood, she's been a victim, she's been looked down upon, she's been ignored and mistreated, and she counts that as, be, as having gone there with the black experience, then that is definitely problematic, right? If her experience in life has been one of oppression and one of not like really just feeling like she's been dealt a bad hand in life and she associates that with being black that's problematic but i would say a rachel dolezal looks better on paper than a martina big who has these massive you know um you artificially like augment visibly augmented uh breasts you know she's got the skin that she's gotten scientifically you know done artificially tanned to a i mean she has a name she's changed I, I, rachel also changed her name um you know but she it seems so much more crude with martina and i i don't know what you what you what you make of this um am i 
can you see what I'm saying? At the same time, though, I put them all in the same box, right? So to me, um, Ollie London, Rachel Dolezal, and Martina Big are in the same box. Rachel is not better than any of them. They are all the same. Um, I don't think you can be transracial. But that's the thing. We live in a society that wants to self, that is obsessed, not only wants to, needs to. Uh, self-identify right uh, that's why we have things like cat catfishing and scamming we want to be able to make an identity a life a reality that is not the one that we live in physically we hate the lives that we live in we hate having to live our real lives and we're obsessed with self-importance we want to create a life a world an identity where we do get the attention that we crave in real life that we could never imagine getting in real life that's why we scam. That's why we pose as people we aren't. That's why we're addicted to filters. That's why Instagram even needs to take away the likes, right? Because that's that's what we've built um, on, on social media. That's what it means to be able to create yourself, to be able to modify your image um, in today's world. And it's, it's, it's a very interesting idea. And it is unlike, uh, just before we leave that point, uh, unlike, unlike Sandra Lang, and I, I'm hoping to, I actually won't get into this. I think let's just jump into something true. We'll speak about Sandra Lang uh, at another time if you want to, if you know the story. If you don't, I guess you'll have to just stay tuned for that but just in closing identitarianism and the, especially this over over emphasis on identitarianism particularly in politics it erases nuance it is divisive it does not help and that is what i'm saying i'm not saying people cannot be different i'm not saying people are not different um I'm saying that there is a limit and moderation is key. Let's get into something true. Something true today, I'm in 1 Kings 19 verse 7. Um, one of my favorites, uh, but inevitably we do find ourselves discussing one of my favorites because at the moment I am the content creator as well as the voice <laughs> of the show. So we end up with my preferences making it on the show. Uh, so yes, First Kings 19 um, is a passage that I do enjoy. It's basically, so Elijah's killed the prophets at this point. He's, he's kind of, yeah, he's, he's put them away. Um, and Jezebel hears that Elijah's killed the prophets and she's like, yo, dude, listen, I'm out for you, okay? She's basically, she puts a hit out on, on, on Elijah's head. She says, may the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them, them being the prophets that he killed by the sword. So Elijah basically flees, he's on the run now. Um, and the verse that I want us to focus on, verse 7, the angel basically woke him up. He fell asleep, Elijah ran away, he fell asleep at... Um, um, at some point, he, you know, got got under a bush and, and he fell asleep. An angel came and he touched him and woke him up and said, get up and eat. Um, and Elijah saw that there was food there, you know, some bread and some water. And he drank some and he ate some, but he slept again. So at this point, the angel is waking him up for the second time. And the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. How much did I need to hear these words last week? Um, in fact, even up until to yesterday, 
um even this morning um i think i i yeah these words really they brought tears to my eyes i was glassy eyed um first of all get up get up right so there's no point um in being stationary uh, there's no point in staying at that level uh, there's yeah there's no point in moping get up eat take care of yourself sustain yourself right replenish yourself your resources don't forget about you okay and then the journey is too much for you you still got too much too much to do you know what we do on the show we don't like to get too preachy um we don't like to get too deep with it i want this to be um really a walk through the word um in a way that we all do it right so i want us to read the bible and try to understand it in the way that we all in an accessible way um i don't want to i don't want to be you know drawing funny things <laughs> out of the word i want this to be as authentic as possible uh, so share your your reflections um you know let's discern as the spirit leads um but but let that be um as honest as possible so the journey is too much for you get up and eat elijah um you cannot stop here uh the lord did not call you for you to come and sleep and die here under this bush get up eat the bread drink the water for the journey is too much for you note that it's for you it's your journey bape <laughs> okay let's wrap up the show <laughs> all right wrapping up i can't tell you how much it helps when you like my stuff like the episode please share it with whoever you think needs to hear it whoever you think it might bother <laughs> whoever you think it might sogoloza um or whoever you think it might uh, put a smile on their face uh, whoever you think it might give a chuckle to just share it with someone i would really appreciate that um and leave your thoughts cuz that's my favorite part of the show uh so get involved in that in making me give me something to work with as well right give me something to kick my feet up at and pull my popcorn out at and engage with um in the comments i look forward to that in the meanwhile you can find me on uh my social media remember that is at lelemutari underscore tomorrow's episode i keep saying tomorrow it's not tomorrow it is wednesday's episode in wednesday's episode uh we were taking the questions we dealt with in today's main segment remember that's about womanhood and gender as a social construct we're taking that question to the ground so i'm going to try and hear real voices of real young people and what they think i'm going to be asking young people do they know what a woman is and uh what is a woman if they do indeed know what a woman is uh you want to stick around for that because i'm also quite keen to hear what we'll find um as always when you do that kind of thing so let's move into free stuff right um you know this part of the show before i leave you i give you free stuff cuz who doesn't like free stuff and the free stuff in this case is advice uh that i sometimes i'm not using sometimes i'm i am using uh most times um 
most times I'm using it though, I won't lie. These are usually lessons that I take that I've learned, uh, you know, in the past week or recently or whatever uh, that I've scribbled down in my journal and I give them to you at the end of the show as free stuff. I know it's a frivolous kind of title for the segment, uh, but I give it as free stuff because, you know, I guess because it's unsolicited, right? So you don't have to use it and it is free. I don't mind giving it away. Um, and that's not to say that I don't think it's valuable. I think that that's a misnomer. I think that's a misunderstanding. Uh, I think you can think that something is valuable and 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 think it all the more uh, necessary to give it, uh, even if people don't ask, uh, because some people may not know that they need it. So you know, this is what the, that seg the segment is about. That's what the segment is about. So yeah, for today, practice integration, practice practicing integration. I guess right. So. Um, integration in terms of practice bringing your life together so you're a lot of people find themselves in a place where they have different versions of themselves around different people in different spaces at different times you know and different thought processes in those different spaces practice bringing all of that together all of that knowledge all of those beliefs because you would be surprised how many people don't do this a lot of people have live with fragmentation and i know i did um so a lot of people live with this kind of compartmentalization of their identity depending on whether they are depending on the setting and there's an extent to which that's necessary just in terms of you know etiquette and decorum and you know understanding social cues and you know just spatial you know environments and things like that um and social settings but i mean there not in an artificial way, right? Um, and I'm speaking here also just about the deep stuff, really. I'm talking about values. Um, so really practice bringing all of those together, finding a coherence, looking for a, 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 common, a commonality, a, a sense of clarity and cogency in or with, even among those um, versions of yourself, if they exist. Um, so, because I think that you'll, you, I mean, it's, it's, it's really great if you do, right? Because one of two things can happen, um, at least. Either you find that there's no coherence, in which case uh, you'll probably notice some other kind of pattern and find a coherence, maybe just not the one you thought, right? Um, so it, at least it starts that process, or you'll find coherence off the bat, right? You'll find that, oh, Oh, so this is actually, so this is an underlying value that I hold, you know, or, oh, I didn't know that about me, or I didn't know that about, you know, my preferences, or I didn't know that about the foundation of my, that, that, that being a foundation of my belief. I didn't know that about, because I didn't know, for instance, <laughs> me personally, um, that a lot of what I want to do comes from, um, well, just works with how I am as a person. You know, I think that my interests and what I like to spend my time doing and how I how I like my humor even um, and just what I like to wear. I think it all just makes sense. It you know, I live I'm I'm, I'm fighting for the life where um, all of it makes sense. Um, and God is a great way to do that. I believe God is the only way to do that. Um, 
so you know jesus takes you there um so so that's been incredible on my journey but yeah but so strive for that practice integration in whatever way you don't have to be religious uh but it's so so harmful i think to live a fragmented life you're so much more fulfilled uh when you have that integration um <clears throat> so look for that i know it's difficult um it's supposed to be challenging otherwise i wouldn't put it here you know um you know that this is what that segment is about it's a, it's about growth it's about becoming better uh but that's all i have for you uh in this segment these conversations don't end of course as you know and as i've already mentioned they continue not only in the comments but on my socials at lelemutari underscore until next time please breathe please okay a lot of people forget to just focus on their breath just breathe breathe deeply drink water and pray it has been an absolute pleasure spending time with you i have been lele mutari stay blessed ah